Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And it's time for beer reviews. No, I'm just kidding. What's going <laughs> on, guys? Getting, we're getting right into it this week. <laughs> there's, there's it's no, June. It's Happy June. June. Welcome to it June. It is June. Happy summer that we can't really celebrate. Well, by the time that you're listening to, to this, it's been June for like 11 days. But it's our it first... true. Well, no, I guess we recorded last week's in June. So it's been June. Welcome. <laughs> we're settled into June a little bit. Oh, that is true. It came out on the 4th, huh? That would Ki- that would make sense. Kids are out of school-ish at this point, probably. Right, yeah. I mean, the kids have been out of school, I imagine, for a while now. <laughs> I, I was hearing a story on NPR about the, some schools in Montana that went back. And like most of them were like, nah, there's like two weeks left. We're not going to bother. But some of them, and we're talking like one-room schoolhouses, basically, with like six kids in all of high school. And they were like, oh, we can come back. Or like special ed, they went back. Like that special ed well, those, that makes sense. Yeah. Those kids barely know how to read when they're in like a one-room schoolhouse. So they've got to go back. Well, I also think it might have been, might be if you're in a place where you have that low population and you're in rural America, you don't have great internet either. So Also oh, true. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I don't ever think about that being an issue. <laughs> I'm like, it's I, an issue. I think about it sometimes when when our internet when my internet doesn't work when we're trying to record a podcast. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But I think we've all had those issues, though. You know? No. And, yeah. I it's I don't attribute it. To, I've had probably better internet here than I had in Connecticut. So there we go. It's not like an issue in Connecticut, but there I bet you there are parts of like North Carolina that don't have regular internet. You guys should listen to the recent episode of Planet Money where they talked about a town in North Carolina. Wilson, North Carolina, that you said, listen to it, that they were like, we're going to make our own IP with blackjack and hookers. No, they were like, we're going to provide our own (laughs) internet to the town. And um, they got in trouble with the internet companies who basically was like, oh, we're just going to pass laws to make it so you can't do that. I I think that was the best part about it where they were like, we need, you know, charter or whoever, we need better internet. And they were like, nah. Or screw yourselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, you know, we want you to pay for it. They're like, well, why would we pay for it? They're like, all right, well, we'll pay you to do it. And they're like, well, why would you do it? Or why would we take your money when we're this big? And it's then they were like, well, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm just going to make my own. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous. Like, I feel like with the customer service and everything that comes with those big companies, yeah, someone has to be able to do it better. It can't be. That can't be the best way to do it. Well, I mean, like. Like South Korea and Finland and stuff are like, oh, we always, they have, you know, like 100 megabyte speed internet for free for everybody. Um, this this is a good little plug for, um, if South you guys Korea, don't like go it. visit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make this, I'm going to make what I was just about to say my handle. So tune into the end of the episode if you would like to uh, hear what my handle is. Tickets to South Korea are so cheap. <laughs> go to Expedia.com. You know what? I'm just going to hop right into this because I'm getting thirsty. We uh, listeners, we recorded an episode earlier uh, for the for a Patreon exclusive, and uh, Obed already drank a beer, and so I'm getting a little thirsty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition right over to my beer review. I like it. I like it. What do you got for us this week? I have. You're pouring it below the webcam, so so it's mystery (laughs) beer, right? Ooh, oh, look at that. A, it looks like a... Tr- oh, it's not. I thought it was Trillium, too. I thought it was Trillium. I thought it was Trillium. I was like, God damn it, he's doing it again. <laughs> it is not Trillium. Uh, this is called Clerical Error 
It's a double IPA. Um, it's by Springdale, which is brewed by Jack's Abbey Brewing Company. It's a brewery within a brewery. Right. How does that work? Um, I will read you the can in about 10 seconds once I'm done finished pouring the beer. So okay. this beer was given to me by Mom of the Pod uh, over this past weekend. Um, we were I was supposed to go over on Friday night for dinner, but because it was thundering and lightning out, we decided to uh, skip that night of camping. And so when I went over Sunday, she gave me these the two cans that she had bought. I do like the universe, though, where it's like, hey, Mom, sorry, it's too rainy. I'm blowing off dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have the worst excuse in the world for missing dinner, but uh, it's just wet and I don't want to go. Right, right. That's that's it. Um, but it was only wet down there. It wasn't wet in my part of the state. Like it was sunny and awesome and warmth. And I we went out and sat at a brewery, and it just sounded better than going to sit out in the rain. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so anyways, Sunday. Your so mom of the pod gave you these this beer on Sunday. Correct. It's called Clerical Air. It's a double IPA by Springdale by Jack Abbey's Brewing Company. So the can says Springdale beer experiments with innovation, drinkability, and balance while exploring the boundaries of fermentation and flavor. Launched by industry veterans in 2016 as an offshoot of Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers, Springdale is a taproom and blendery in Framingham, Mass. Crafting characterful, creative ales and barrel-aged beer, which are available throughout the Northeast. So as we all discussed before, back when I did my um, Oktoberfest-style beer, Jack's Abbey Brewery does only lagers. They do everything in the style of a lager, whether That's it's an right. IPL or anything. It's always lagered before they serve it. Lager for so this ba- Yes. So this basically seems to me like the guys who own Jack's Abbey Brewery were like, you know what? I'm tired of brewing lagers, <laughs> but because our brewery is founded on only brewing lagers, we have to start another brewery. Well, and that's what they did. I mean, I just think if you look at the industry, the, the all the money are in ales. Like, lagers are harder to brew. They take longer. That You got to keep them at a specific cold temperature. And they're a crisper, cleaner brew. But that's not what people, today's drinkers want. They want beers you can't, they want billion SRM beers. They want cloudy beers. They want... Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. I don't know how much money is in loggers right now. I mean, I'm sure there's the the loyalists or traditionalists or whatever you want to call them that are like, oh yes, give me a nice cold pilsner or whatever. But that's not what ninety percent of the people want. Like Obert was saying, well, the craft beer drinkers. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Who's drinking Budweiser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miller, Miller, what? Jack's Abbey is so different because they're, um, you know, they're doing lagers, but they're doing them in the style of today's beer. So mm. I bet you they have. Some, I mean, I think they have some money. Supposedly their brewery is like super nice. I mean, I've had Jack's Abbey beers before. But anyways, as you can see with this beer, it is it's kind of filtered, but kind of not. Um, it's seven point six percent ABV on the nose. A lot of pine, a little bit of citrus, but it's mostly just pine. So let's let's take a sip and find out. It's actually pretty good. Um, a lot of flavor of, of pine uh, with some hits of grapefruit and a little bit of some citrus that I don't I can't really put a, th- a finger on. I want to say say stone fruit, but I've been banned from saying stone fruit, so it's not stone fruit. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. I thought you were banned from saying star fruit. Stone yeah. fruit is just anything with a pit, right? Yeah. I think there's like a separate stone star fruit. Star fruit. 
the the abundant star fruit with Jenna, episode twenty. <laughs> so it's been a recent ban, you know, only seven only seventy percent of the length of our podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, it, there is some type of some type of citrus fruit in here that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, it must be a new fruit. one because Todd, as we know, has had all of the fruit, and they're always coming out with new fruits too. This is going to be one of those twenty twenty <laughs> <Always>. fruits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this is it's very good. Um, solid beer, easy drinker, even at seven point six percent ABV. I've always been really satisfied with beers that Jack's Abbey's brewed. Um, you know, this is my first Springdale one, but I won't shy away from this brewery the next time. But the so one you, you've never will, been there, right? I've never been here. So I've wanted to go. Uh, our plan was to go back in like March, and it just so happens that we got locked inside. So you're about to go. We weren't able to go before the NFL CBA agreement. Correct. Um, so is Springdale like area two where it's a separate entirely court or like the Funkatorium where it's like a separate cordoned off like ancillary facility or is it more like just a label they're putting on their jack's abbey beer and they're brewed in tanks right next to the loggers yeah this so it appears that they have two different rooms uh jack's abbey has their their beer hall and kitchen and springdale has their barrel room and they look like they're entirely different they might be in the same building unlike two roads but they are definitely different rooms Different okay. vibes. It looks like Jack, Jack's Abbey's much brighter and more German style beer hall with the long tables. Definitely not uh not conducive to a uh, not conducive to people at this point in time because of how it's set up. Yeah, so I don't know bit- what it's what it's like in the Northeast if you can cross state lines easily. But if you can, you should go check this place out when you're allowed to. Yeah, they say right now that they're not open. They're only open for takeout. Um, and then. Springdale's more very much like a, a normal style tap room that you would expect. It's very industrial. It's uh, you know small tables of six with some barrels around and some plants. Um, pretty good. This, this they look like awesome tap rooms. I can't wait to go. And it is on my list of things to do. This beer. My only complaint. Uh, and this is you know nothing to, to knock Mom of the Pod for because she doesn't know this type of thing. This beer was canned on ten one two thousand nineteen. Oh, so yeah. it's a little bit older. Gotta fire um, your mom. Get a new mom. Who knows? <laughs> Gotta get a new mom. <laughs> no, but even even for being as old as it is, it still has really really good flavor. Which maybe that's just a testament to the people from Jack's Abbey knowing how to how to brew beer that's aged correctly. But a solid beer, um, nonetheless. I would say I'd probably give this a three seven five out of out of five. Um, I'm gonna guess that the I'm gonna guess the untapped diverse rates this. I think it's a three seven five, and it's you know six months old or seven months old, eight months old. Oh, damn! <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, in search of new mom of the pod, um, one that buys newer beer. I'm gonna say that the that the untapped diverse is very close to four. I'm gonna say three point nine eight. Wow, another another close one, another close one. So you said three point nine eight out of three thousand six hundred and twenty seven check ins. That beer it's a lot comes of check ins. Yeah, a lot of check ins. Absolutely comes in at three point nine four. So oh, so close again. We're well, I mean we're honing right in on this thing. One of us is going to really, get it. 
I really do have my thumb on the pulse of the untapped diverse, and so have we all recently. Yeah, I know. We've we've all been like within within a tenth easily, pretty pretty regularly. So yeah, it sounds like it's a pretty good brewery. I'm I'm wondering what made it hold that flavor for so long, because I mean a double IPA, like you'd mentioned, ten months, eight months later, normally doesn't quite hold up. So maybe it is Maybe it is something to do with the fact that Jack's Abbey normally makes those like lagering beers that are like made for, I mean, they, they don't lagers and things of that nature don't really go bad with time. Like they don't lose flavor. So maybe it does have something to do with that. I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's partly because this was brewed as not to be a, a hazy IPA either. I mean, this is more of definitely your, your traditional West coast style IPA. It's, you know, it's very resinous. Right. And, you know, According to their website, it's dry hopped with Vic Secret and, and Nelson Savon. So it's not like those are highly citrus, you know, must drink right away uh, hops. So. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the East Coast, West, the East Coast IPAs or whatever you want to call them, they definitely do have a tendency to fall off more. Um, I think the, the citrus notes is what kind of kills them sometimes because once you get, once you get earthy, piney, like, it's hard for earthy piney to fall off in my that definitely sticks around a lot longer than the floral juicy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe that's what it is, but I'm glad it held up eight months later. So you know what, Mom of the Pod, you're you're rehired. You're back. <laughs> <I've> d- <laughs> but you're on thin ice. <laughs> yeah, don't let it happen again. Todd's warning you, he's not coming over for dinner. <laughs> you bring him old beer. Yeah, well, next time no, it's going to be it's... bright. It's going to be bright and sunny. He's not going to come over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he's not afraid to drive. He's afraid to drive in some rain, but we all know he's not afraid to drive in sun. I'm going to hand this off, I guess, to to Chris because I believe Obert is still working on his pregame. He's still pregaming. Pre, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I guess it's just gaming now. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty excited about this beer. Uh, I have a buddy at work. Uh, he is originally, originally from Wisconsin. You're so... only supposed to have us as friends. Oh, okay. This is Sorry. why we have a podcast. I have a co-worker, and that's it. A co-worker period at, at work. <laughs> and uh, he's originally from Wisconsin. So uh, his family had or brought down or something one of Wisconsin's beloved treasures in the form of- The cheese of- beer. A cheese beer? No. So, New Glarus Brewing's Spotted Cow. Yes, yeah. it's so yeah. good. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Tud ruined my review now, telling everybody it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's um, I, I was very, I was very happy. He like texted me the night before. He's like, "Hey, I'm bringing, I'm bringing you a little present tomorrow," <laughs> and uh, it was uh, Spotted Cow from uh wisconsin so i'm pretty excited about it i haven't i've had it before so i don't know if i've logged in on un- untapped i can't really remember but it's wisconsin they say it right here wisconsin's original farmhouse ale um so you know it's got a spotted cow on the label pretty cool i think if you've ever seen a new glarus anything this is a. Uh, this is kind of their what their staple. Like everybody talks about New Glarus. I actually, my sister who lives up in New in uh, in New Glarus, <laughs> no, she lives up in Wisconsin. It's like her favorite her favorite beer is she loves Spotted Cow. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I, I he brought me two bottles, so I'm gonna drink one with the one with us today, one with the pod 
and uh, we'll go from there. So let's see. Let's see how this thing is. It's been a while since I've had it, so I'm pretty now, excited. I could be wrong, but I want to say there's like a 60% chance that I reviewed this beer on the podcast. I was going to say, I thought somebody had reviewed it before. Really? I thought it might have been yeah. Chris. No, I got it as a beer of the month club beer and reviewed it. I I don't remember it, but maybe you know, historian historian uh, fan of the pod write in and let us know. Right, if you've yeah. It before. You're clearly out there. Well, okay. If this if that's the case, then hey, kudos to New Glarus for being featured twice on the podcast. If not, congratulations, New Glarus. You're now featured on the podcast. And if you're one of our longtime listeners who loves our voices that much. Go back, tell me what episode I did, and then we'll and then we'll we'll make a mat mashup of my beer review and Chris's beer review. There you go. We'll see yes, who reviewed that, it better. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. I truthfully don't think you did, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before once, and and never again. Never I, yeah, again. I'd never be wrong. I swore <laughs> I would day. never be wrong again. Uh, but we'll, we will find out. We'll, we'll, well, we may never find out, but probably might. Um, it, it's like a Tootsie Pop. You never, the world may never know how many li- well, yeah. licks it takes to get to the center. Right. Exactly. Till that goddamn owl bites right into our backlog. <laughs> um, so anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to review it right now. That's what I'm going to do. The delayed end stuff. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> So tell us about this beer, Chris. Yeah, so it's really, really good. Uh, as I remember it, um, and end of the review. End of review. It's one of those four, good beers. Four out of five. So no, it's it's a very good beer. I mean, it's not. It's nice and refreshing. Uh, it's a farmhouse ale, but it doesn't have like a super strong like bite or bitterness or whatever you want to call it. Um, I know a lot of farmhouse ales that have like that we uh, like the aftertaste that's very very strong. This beer does not have it. I get a lot of like banana, uh, oddly enough, like an orange orangey banana uh, taste, and it sweetens up really nice. Um, I mean, the the taste lingers with you a little bit, but it's it's very light, very easy drinking, very very just solid beer. Like there's a reason that New Glarus is one of the better breweries out of wisconsin and this is this is probably the reason um i am going to stick with my joke my joke rating i think it is a four myself um you know i think it's brewed even in like a belgian style um hold on let me see i thought you said it was a farmhouse style it's it's a farmhouse ale but i think it's it's a farm it's a belgian farmhouse ale well i think all farmhouse ales are at wild yeast so it makes them a farmhouse you're a farmhouse. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> maybe maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to read the label. My understanding. So I heard this once at City Steam Brewery that the first time I ever had a farmhouse ale, it was there, and they described it to me as well, back in olden days in France, they would leave the beer in the loft of the barn or the farmhouse, and all of the the yeast from like the hay decomposing or whatever would rise up and then be trapped in the beer and the high temperature cycles of the upper attic-y loft area would be what gives a farmhouse its distinctive style. I don't know if that's true. This is what I heard from the people who make Naughty Nurse 
five years ago, six years ago. Uh, I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, it, it sounds really good. I can tell you that it does not say that in their description of their beer on Untapped. It doesn't say it's a farmhouse? No, it does. It just says it's cask-conditioned ale has been a popular choice among brews since long before Prohibition. Um, they, they continue this with this beer, and it's brewed with uh, flaked barley and the finest Wisconsin malts and even a little bit of corn. <laughs> the golden, golden, no. Golden straw. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not Belgian. But um, it does say on the label, which we've talked about on the podcast, which I do want to read. Uh, uh, Spotted cow adheres to the Reinheitskabut uh, Reinheist- purity law using only four natural hand-selected ingredients, yeast, hops, water, and malted barley. That would make it Belgian. I mean, so, by the definition. It's pretty. It's. I, I think it's funny that it's. We've talked about that on the podcast before. Go back and let us know what episode along yeah. with when Obert did this. No, I don't. <laughs> I just want to jump in. I don't think so. Todd, that wouldn't necessarily make it a Belgian beer. That that means it adheres to the German purity law, like any Oktoberfest or Spaten or just traditional German style. All file the Reinheitsgebot law. Um, but yes, a lot of a lot of Belgian beers also follow the beer, beer purity law um so chris you gave it a four mm-hmm. yeah um i have two check-in from friends here before um you gave it a 375 in 2017 so you're right you're right on track with okay. that okay okay and um i have checked it in before Tud, i you wasn't gave sure it, if i had or not yeah and todd you gave it a three in 2015 so who knows maybe your taste buds have, have evolved in the last five years Oh damn! But you had very differing opinions on that this beer. See, I have listed as I had a, gave it a three and a half on November twenty first, twenty fifth. November twenty first. Yeah, that's so weird. Well, that's clearly a <laughs> three, and this is clearly a three and a half. <laughs> and I liked them both. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on the same day. That's weird. Wow. Untap. Let's get on this. Untap. Yeah, let's check get untap. On let's get on this. So, anyways, my taste for it went up. Um, over the years uh i'm i don't so it was two years three years ago i don't remember what i what i what it was the rating was so i'm gonna say oh i'm gonna say it's a three three eight eight oh damn it no wow damn it three eight nine damn it no Nope. Oh man, gosh! Nope, gosh darn it! Nope, damn yeah, it! I, nope. That's funny because when you nope. paused, I nope. knew that you were going to the higher end of the three point eight. And I'm like, this could be it. Ted damn it! Oh, and I was like, I was no. like, he's only got ten numbers to screw this up with. Yeah. How many? How many check-ins does it have? I'm sure it's a ton. One hundred seventy-five thousand. One hundred seventy-six thousand. Okay. So that is a pretty solid average. So, um, very good beer. I'm excited to have one more of these. Uh, I want to sh- give a sh- quick shout out to Andy. Thank you for bringing these in for me. I appreciate it. Um, but Ober, are you ready? Oh, oh, I'm definitely ready. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> He's still pre-gaming over here, or gaming. He's still gaming. I'm over still here. gaming. <laughs> okay, so this week I have not a face your beers. But I have maybe like a, a weird beer or a strange beer. Strange brew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is so not a beer I'm afraid of, but I was definitely intrigued by this. I think it's going to taste a little different. And um, when I saw this, 
Todd, you were the first person I thought of because you... I'm, gl- I'm glad you think of me. You are the bourbon fiend on the pod. I think, uh, obviously, out of the three of us, you're the one who likes bourbon the most, and you also like old fashions the most. I love those things. I'm not bringing an old-fashioned on today's episode, but I am bringing an old-fashioned beer. Ooh. And I don't mean like a Schlitz or a Reinheitsgebot beer, but I mean a Deschutes fresh-squeezed old-fashioned. Tell me more. Yeah, the label has got a, a rocks glass with a old-fashioned in it with a, a hop sticking out the top. And I know we've talked about Deschutes before on the pod. Uh, we've talked about their Black Butte. This is um, one of the largest regionally distributed brewers around me. They're in my mind equivalent to like, I want to say New Belgium in terms of availability around here. Like New Belgium's coming up from Colorado. Deschutes is coming over from Oregon. But I really like their fresh squeeze. They have like a double squeezed version and a little squeeze version. And they have, they, they've gone far with it. I might have even had one of those on the pod before. As we've established this episode, I don't know what beers I've drank on this podcast. On the label, it says here that it's inspired by their citrusy fresh squeeze. This hop forward ale gets an old fashioned twist with sweet orange peel and bourbon barrel aging. Which nice. I'm surprised it took someone that long to think of because that sounds delicious to me. So without further ado, let's go drink some beer. 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 Wow. Todd, if this was not bottled, I would definitely send you a can because maybe I'll still have to send it to you. This is really good. It tastes like an old fashioned. Really? Yeah. You would oh, nice. you would really like this beer. Like <laughs> I'm not an old fashioned person like you are with your old timey ways. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> You old old man. Back in my day. Yeah, there's a reason why Tud faxes all of his responses to the um listener mail that we get. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow you know, when I think bourbon barrel aged, I'm thinking a billion SRMs. I'm thinking some kind of a heavy stout or porter, molasses flavors. This somehow gets all of that bitterness that you get from the orange peel and the smoothness from the bourbon without the strong bourbon smokiness. Does that make sense? Interesting. So yeah. So it's not bitey and it's not boozy. You do get a bite. You get a bite. And you get the booziness. Let's see if it even says the alcohol on here. This is 8.1%. So not super boozy, but the bite, maybe it's the bitterness from the orange peel. It really hits the front of your tongue as you take that first sip. Almost like, you know, when you're drinking from a rocks glass, you know, you just just on you just get it on the edge of your lip as you get that first sip of bourbon. Oh, okay. I'll pick it up what you're putting down. It's like I said, X-Files theme strange, but it's good. It's not something that you would be like, hey, Chris, come on over and split a six-pack of old-fashioned beer. But it's impressive to me how they were able to squeeze an old-fashioned into a beer. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. I mean, I don't often drink old-fashions, very rarely. But I would definitely I would definitely drink one since Tud doesn't want his. <laughs> As we've established last never... episode, Tud doesn't right. like yeah, any I, I heard you say it twice. You said it twice, Tud. Right. I guess so. <laughs> but see, I'm kind of... You know of, what? I guess I guess that means you guys will never be getting beer from me in the mail again. You said that Chris and Obert love to get it. 
but Ted doesn't like it. You'd love to send yeah, it. Yeah, but us. yeah. No, that's not that's, how that works. No, that's what that's what I heard. So nope, you ex- sorry. You you want you want to send us all the beer, but you don't want anything in return. Well, he said he wants the twenty the new twenty twenty fruits in return. Oh, that's true. That's, you, true. that's what I was the, looking for. The insight on the new stone fruits, <laughs> the new clementine hybrids that are out there. Send them Ted's way. The Starfruit Vintage 2020. And yes. in exchange, he will send beer to us. I know it's a weird right. system, but Fruit, fruits for beers. I'm struggling on what to rate this beer because it's strange that they were able to get the flavor in, and it's a good rec- recreation of the flavor. But there's a reason why old fashions aren't beers, right? Um, well, I see. I would like to dispute that because I would say that, that old fashions are beers according to this beer. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. There's a reason it took so long for somebody to try and make one. In that it's because it's not a natural flavor pairing like a darker bourbon barrel aged beer is with, you know, molassesy flavors or something like that. To do it in a hoppy beer, it's a little discordant, but uh they they pulled it off. I think I think I'm gonna bump my review up a little bit just for the ingenuity. You know, in the Olympics, when they give somebody extra points for doing like a really technically complex triple somersault. Um, yeah. This is going to be a four for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Now, out of the 735 check ins on Untapped, what do you think the rating is? Man, I am. This is a couple weeks in a row I've done beers with very few numbers of check ins. This is packaged on March 3rd. So it's not like this is a new beer i'm surprised there's so few um i think the average is a this is tough because it's such a polarizing flavor people are gonna love it or hate it like the one we talked about last week i think it was i'm gonna say this is a 393 it is a three six eight yeah yeah somebody rated it a 425 and they said this is a kick the beer starts out with great old-fashioned nose. Look, it even has nose taste right there. Yeah. The first taste starts as a beer and then turns into a bourbony citrus old-fashioned. As far as somebody who rated it low, I don't really see many people who rated this so low. I mean, a three, six some odd is not that bad. Like, this person rated it a one and a half. Well, okay, they're dumb. Thought it would be better. Nice aftertaste, but a bit too floral. That doesn't sound like a one and a half. I know. <laughs> Not boozy enough for an old-fashioned, not hoppy enough for an IPA. It's okay, but honestly, the flavor is kind of muted. Seven, or three and a half. Well, Todd, I really want to hear what you think of this. So next next beer shipment I send to you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and buy more of these and send you one because I want to know what your thoughts are. Sweet. I'm excited because, you know, as we all know, I love old fashions. I was actually thinking today, I was like, man, I saw a post that I posted, I think, two years ago or something, or maybe last year. And it was like, oh, it's the, I think it was two years ago now. But anyways, it was like a picture of like the three uh, Alchemist brews, Focal Banger, Heady Topper, and Crusher. And like I had them Mm. all in one night and I was like, oh, I miss beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer beer is is good good and stuff. stuff. Yeah. We have to have a long pause though. Yeah. I mean, so basically, long story short, if anybody wants to send me beer, then by all means. I'll take some. Yeah, I'm I'm overdue to send send out some beers. So yeah, I think we need to I think we need to set up a beer triangle. Yeah, and I and wanna... if Jenna if 
if Jenna's listening to this, I have her beer box packed and ready to go. I just um, haven't brought it to the post office yet. Oh well, okay. So I guess I guess it kind of makes sense that you hadn't sent it out already. Well, you got to say that by the time she's listening to this, it's not, Todd has already texted you the tracking number. It's on its way. I hope so. This is how you motivate yourself. This is what I do. I make promises to myself on a podcast in front of <laughs> thousands of listeners, and then I have until Thursday to fulfill the promise. That's right. No, um, I actually want to put a request out to our listeners for some mail. Uh, if our listeners know of any good beer package delivery service, I keep seeing ads for more new ones in Instagram, and there's not a lot that I can get here in Montana, but if if you ever used one and you're satisfied or you're not satisfied, write in and tell us your experience because I'm I'm trying to get new stuff for the podcast. And I think these beer delivery things are are good ways to to get it. And sure it's more expensive than I would pay if it was just for me, but because of the podcast, I feel an obligation to go above and beyond. So if you know of any good stuff, good ways I can get beer shipped all the way out to Montana. I'm I'm all ears because I'm 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 looking for something here. That's a pretty good plea. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think you get Tavor, right? Don't get Tavor. Um, I was looking up BeerDrop.com. I don't think I get them either. And I heard that they're. I don't understand why Tavor is supposed to be like the big 800 pound gorilla in the space, and we, I can't get them. You can't get them. And I think Chris even said last week he can't get Tavor anymore. So I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. That means we get to see our old friend, Mailbox. <laughs> I like I like my paper better. My paper's the best. I like Steve, oh to be God. honest. Oh damn it! Oh, okay, fine. Steve wins. Uh, Chris, I don't I don't mean this as a big compliment or it's a big insult. I'm just gonna say. I think you would do a really good Steve. I think that if like they were looking for a replacement on Blues Clues, like you should audition. <laughs> Here's the mail; it never fails. I don't think I could hold that melody though. That's true. You Just... you you would need like to be a trained singer. I think. I think so. I think I need to go. I need, I just need that. Like when you listen to him, it sounds like he's just spitting honey out of his mouth. Like he's just so in tune with that mailbox i don't even fucking understand it doesn't make any sense second podcast uh, reference of the podcast but i think there's an episode of the moth where steve talks about the one time that he basically dated a supermodel because she wanted to introduce him to her child because he was steve from blues clues <laughs> and he got like he dated this super super hot like basically a playboy bunny who was only interested in him because he could entertain their their kid. <laughs> it's really good. What is the moth? Um, what is it's this? A, what it's is a this storytelling podcast. So it started as a NPR show, but it's basically like an hour long program where people just tell stories about their lives. And they had a, an episode with Steve on it where he talked about this time that he was da- the, dating this woman who was only interested in him for his blues clueness. <laughs> If I can find That's it, I'm going to awesome. put it in the show notes. That's awesome. That's crazy. But anyways, as we could tell <laughs> by the fluttering of paper and or Steve from Blue's Clues, <laughs> whichever you decide to believe, we have a couple mail uh, envelope mails that we have to get to. 
Um, and the first comes from wife of the pod, Dana, who... Uh, oh, you know, nice. I she think finally Obert, answered our call. Yeah, email. Obert called her out, said she we weren't getting I, any I put the Dana emails. signal into the sky. <laughs> it's a big Dana-looking light that shines over Gotham City. Yeah, there you go. And she responded. So, um, And this is in response to our Chappie episode, which is every episode, if you really think about it. <laughs> At least every episode from 90 onwards. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we've talked about this freaking well, awful we're, we're movie. We're Chappie cast now. We're Chappie going- cast. You know, if you really think about it, though, I think we were always a Chappie cast. Um, you know. And uh, so anyways, she says, hello, all. Hello, Dana. Chris is the worst to pick something to watch. He never wants to watch something new. I try to get him to start shows with me, but I just watch them without him. <laughs> I don't even try with movies. Now Now we have a kid, so I just go to the movies by myself. Uh, Chris will watch The Office, Scrubs, Parks and Rec, and How I Met Your, Mo- How I Met Your Mother over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Sometimes we will watch a movie like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, maybe Harry Potter, but even that is pretty rare. Seriously, he never watches anything new, except especially movies, unless it's on Disney Plus. Dana. <laughs> well, I had a couple of thoughts on this, but Ted, I want to hear yours first. No, I just have to say I feel I feel sorry for Dana. Me too. Um, but so Chris and Dana used to have a podcast together where they basically yeah. fought. It was basically they used the internet as marriage counselors, I think was the premise of the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was called Marital Discord. Um, so, Dana, I know you're no stranger to being on a podcast. I think we need to like have a movie discussion with Dana on. A, we need to have Dana as a guest, like like a Chris <laughs> intervention. I know that Dana can't drink right now, so maybe a couple months in the future when Dana can drink again, we should have her on the podcast where oh god, where we could talk about movies. With a third co-host. I think co-host. we can safely assume no one wants that. You don't think Dana wants to come on? No, no, none of the fans want that. The, wait, <laughs> you don't think they'd like, they'd like Dana? I'd like to have her on. Okay. Yeah. Well, why not? Listeners write in. I think she'd be a great guest. I don't know, because she would make fun of me a lot, and no one wants that. Well, two of co-hosts do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, she, she doesn't understand that, you know, when you watch office scrubs parks and rec how much your mother over and over and over and over again you really are getting all the movies in one so <laughs> i mean you're really getting all the storylines that could possibly happen in any movie ever and it's all happening in front of your eyes so you just rewatch them and every time you just pay attention to different parts of them and it's like watching a whole nother movie so um and then of course every once in a while watch Chappie, and then you're good <laughs> now here's the best part some of those shows that you watch, I know, make reference to movies that you haven't seen. So do you just not get those jokes? So that was actually funny. I know we just talked about Top Gun for a, a while with a good friend of the pod, Jordan. If you haven't checked out the Wreck My Podcast, please do that. Um, it was it was a ton of fun. It was a good episode. I really enjoyed being on there. So anyways, um, but anyways, there's a part of, I think it's Scrubs. Uh, where they talk about like we're like Maverick and Goose and someone who was supposed to be Goose I don't remember who I think it was Turk he's like well you know I don't want to be Goose Goose dies and I didn't know what what that that was what that meant (laughs) and she's like 
And she actually pointed out, she's like, no, that happened in one of the shows. I think it was Scrubs. I can't remember. Um, but she's like, they talk about being Maverick and Goose. And like, you you just didn't understand. I was like, and I, the light bulb went I on didn't know at what, that point. Yeah, I don't know what Goose was. I don't know. Like, uh, I didn't know what Maverick was either. So, um, so yes. So, yes, there are some some things that I probably do not get <laughs> in those in those shows. Um I do watch everything new on Disney Plus, though, so I will say that. So there's that. That's going for me. Well, you watch that because your kid wants to watch it. Not Mandalorian. Not always. That's a Chris show. All right. Uh, The next one. The next one comes from good friend of the podcast and uh, Mr. Oscar winner Stephen King. Oh, he writes in again. Enemy of the pod or friend of the pod after this email. Friend of me. Um. (laughs) <laughs> frenemy of the pot it's sexiest voice and this was after last week's episode where there was a call to arms he was the only person that wrote in so this is the only well, thing we have to go off of I before just we even that. read the email <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna say that like this sounds pretty good like it, it needs sounds, to be fully I was gonna say stephen uh, king didn't say he was gonna wait outside my house for me so i think we already know who he's partial to he loves yeah, he's already he's already yeah, attracted he to time. me. And I will say that his vote doesn't count right. because he clearly has either a sick infatuation love for me or some really strong hatred towards me. And so his vote can't or be both. Or both. Or both. It could be both. It could be both. Well, that we can't prove one way or the other. Oh no, we can. So we can go we valid. if we were in if we were in court well, then I, the other if person we were in court, that I can say is is sickly infatuated with you. And that is we'll also find out in the dedication of his next book. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we have to read it on the podcast to make it official. So good, good, good morning, DAWF podcast on a scale of zero to 10, where zero <clears throat> is Tud's voice and 10 is Morgan Freeman. I would rate Chris's voice <clears throat> at an eight. I'll give over <clears throat> a seven. And as I already stated, Tud is a zero. Enjoy your day, gentlemen. And that's from Mr. Oscar Winner 2020. Stephen King. I don't know. I don't know anything. I heard a whole bunch of buzzers, so I didn't hear anything. So like Gilbert Godfrey is like a one and a half on this scale. Yeah. (laughs) This should be from from now on, this is Blevin and Stephen King's music. Well, Stephen King, I I asked everybody to write in. And he's the only one that did, so that's the only basis. Yeah, that's not true though, because we already know that I've. We already know that there's another so, email that states that I have an awesome voice. It's two years ago. You're it. It doesn't count anymore. There's a statute. Of this was like a week ago, email. so this doesn't count anymore. There's a statute of limitations on emails. No, no, no. This one, this one's newer, so nope. this one counts more. So officially, officially, I have the best voice of the podcast, followed very closely by Overt. And then, and then very... If we the got distant, Gilbert Godfrey in third. as a guest, he'd be third. I'm, 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 I'm not... I refuse to acknowledge this straw poll. Iago from, from, from Aladdin would be nope. third. I refuse to acknowledge the straw poll. Yep. I think it's, it's official. I think it's well, official. Well, okay. Tud Defenders, you heard the call. You heard the plea. If you disagree with Stephen King, world-renowned author, uh, he has scared people sleepless many nights. If you disagree with his taste and you think that Tud has the best voice, we want to hear from you. 
And uh, right, we we need to settle yeah, this once and for all. Because now there's two votes. There's two votes. One very very dated vote from someone who doesn't we don't know listen that. anymore. I'm pretty. She if you listen wrote in. and you wrote that note. Yeah, you have to write back in. We all know who you are. Uh, so one super dated vote from like a million years ago basically d- didn't even happen anymore and then a brand new fresh one from like you know nobel prize winner probably pretty sure Stephen he does not King. have a nobel prize <laughs> you don't know that he you actually know won the nobel prize sure. in economics which is surprising yeah. <laughs> anyways him you know very trustworthy everybody loves him you know Mr. Oscar Pulitzer Prize nominee. You know, (laughs) Nobel Prize winner, Pulitzer Prize nominee. I can tell you safely that he has neither of those. So here's the fun thing about the Pulitzer Prize. And um, I think it's safe to say we're ready to go to the handles, right, guys? This is my transition to the handles. Here's a little handle for you. To become a nominee for the Pulitzer Prize, all you have to do is go to their website and pay money to nominate someone. So me... You, you, and you, this is me pointing my fourth finger at the listener. We could all be Pulitzer Prize nominees if you go to their website and nominate a piece of your journalism for the Pulitzer Prize. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. It's a fun fact I learned from Dancer Comics that if it doesn't take much to be a Pulitzer Prize nominee. Pulitzer Prize winner, different story. But anybody's a, anybody could be a nominee. So if you need to pad your resume, think about it. Um so with that, thank you, Hang Stephen on. King. Thank you. I got Dana. one more plea, Brianna Kempel. You better write in. Thank you, Brianna Kempel. We're oh, wow. glad you for continued support. And it's that time, Tud or not, to uh, take our frosty mug of wisdom out of the freezer. Why are you pointing at me? There's talk to talk to Pete, the gong guy. Oh, sorry, Tud. Can you get? Can you elbow Pete for us? There we go. Pete <laughs> All right, thank there you, Pete. I'm glad, I'm glad that the gunk guy has a name now. All right, I'll remember that <laughs> next time. So, Pete, thank you. It's time for our three handles on our Frosty Mug of Wisdom, where we share with you uh, some life advice, some wisdom, things we like, things we love, products, movies, uh, voices, etc. And this week, Tud, or Tud, why don't you kick it off this week with um, what you love in the universe? Sure, Pete. So this week, um, I had a different handle, but we, as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, I brought my handle that I was going to talk about at the very beginning of the episode to this point in time. So this goes back to the discussions we were talking about internet. If you want high-speed internet in your area, there is a company out there where you go to their website and you enroll, and if 10% of your town is interested in doing this so you have to get other people involved they will come and they will lay the fiber optic line and they will give you giga speed internet for cheap along with cable and that company is called GoNetSpeed. GoNetSpeed.com. you can sign up and uh, get your entire community to sign up with you and they will basically come and install fiber optic cable in your area that way you have options outside of the standard comcast charter Cox, Spectrum, whoever else happens to provide Wi-Fi. Uh, that's GoNetSpeed.com. That's my handle. Don't be held down by shady ISPs. So are you signed up? Is your whole town ha- signed up? Are you at 9%? I have been. Uh, we have some like Facebook groups that are just for 
you know, our town. And I have been basically, every time somebody asks about who they have for cable or how they fix their internet or how they get better internet, I'm always the guy who goes on and posts the website and says, hey, if you're not happy with your internet, go on and sign up for this. So you're the evangelist in your town to try and get them, to get them there. Correct. Our town has 20, like 25,000 residents. So I only need 2,500 people to sign up. So hopefully we're getting close. They don't give you the number on their website, unfortunately, telling you how many people in your town have signed up. I've honestly thought about going around and just like reading off people's names on their mailboxes and just <laughs> just say, you know, like one one two six Main Street and then like John, you know, whatever name is interested in signing up and just trying to do see if I could do it that way. But that seems disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get the real support, which is why you're ple- pleading on the podcast. Yep. That's why I'm doing neighbors. it. <laughs> so um, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to give the handle or I'm going to get a frosty mug of wisdom over to Chris Pete. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. So Dana and I, uh, we, we, broke our Swiffer wedget, right? Yeah. That reminds uh, me, I, mean, I need to buy a mug. By we, I mean... <laughs> well, this handle... By we, who do you mean, though? Because you, you were going to go down that path. You broke the Swiffer... Yeah, by uh, we, I mean Dana, clearly. Um, snap the handle right she now. She was probably practicing um, wrestling moves in the kitchen, I imagine. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, no one knows how it got broken, but it got she broken. Was, she was streaming on Twitch. She had already had eight beers, and she broke them up. This sounds more and more like a Chris a Chrisism. <laughs> this is no, totally Dana. It definitely, it it wasn't me, but it got broken somehow. I don't know. I'm not blaming anybody, but it you have a little child. Broke. You just blame when things break on a little kid because nobody can ever be mad at them. No, not CJ. He's a good boy. Anyways, um. So instead of we, I kept going to Walmart trying to trying to find a replacement, and they were always out, always out, always out. So instead, we went on Amazon, uh, did a little bit of research, and we actually bought ourselves a steam mop, um, which came in today, and we put it together and started using it. And I'm not gonna lie, this thing is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, it's a definite, it's definitely like a boring old person handle, but. The kitchen floor is way cleaner than it's been in a long time, and even like some of the some of the stains that were there when we got here, it's like they're they're all coming up because of this steam mop. So, if you don't have a steam mop, I never knew how life changing it would be to clean your floors, and uh, you should definitely go out and get one. They there you can get the one I got was like it was relatively inexpensive. It was like sixty or seventy bucks. And it does a really good job, and the, clean, the now we have nice, nice clean you floors. You could be so, in an infomercial um, that, with that line, like I didn't know how life changing it could be between <laughs> your kitchen floors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really didn't. But you know, we were like, we kept like every time we went or I went to Walmart, it was like, ah, there's no Swiffers, there's no Swiffers, and I'm like, well, instead of paying twenty bucks or twenty five bucks for a Swiffer. Pay an extra forty bucks and get a steam mop. It was a. It was Who a knew that when so coronavirus far, rolled so. in, people were going to go right for the toilet paper and then second aisle right to the Swiffers. It's crazy. I don't understand. Like, who needs that many Swiffers? <laughs> They're selling them on the black market. I'm sure there's a high demand for Swiffers I got a on there. Confession for you: I've lived in this condo for over two years now, and I, uh, I only got a broom. <laughs> 
Whoa. <laughs> Broken a vacuum. So uh, I think it's about time. It's about time. You have a dog, too. I'll send you the link. But anyways, there you go. Revolutionize your kitchen Change floor your experience with Change a steam mop. Change your life forever with a steam mop. It's not a cult, he swears. <laughs> anyways, Ober, I think you need to Let fill up the rest of the mop. Let me top off the mop. Thank, thank you, Pete. Um, so we, we like to keep it lighthearted here on the show, but uh, my handle this week's a little more serious. Uh, in light of all of the Black Lives Matter protests that have been happening around the country, I uh, decided I should maybe educate myself a little better on the matter. And I've been looking at maybe reading some more books from a Black American perspective. And I on Netflix, I recently watched the documentary um, 13th. I don't know. Have you, have you guys seen this on there? No, um, I haven't it's, watched it's it. It's named no. after the 13th Amendment, which is the amendment that abolishes slavery in the United States. But it has an important exception, which states that you can, if um, you are a prisoner, you are exempt from the 13th Amendment and you can still be held as a slave. And it kind of sets the tone for basically all of the dominoes that have fallen between slavery and where we are today in society with a lot of black Americans being targeted by the police. And uh, it steps through everything from the Civil War to today in a political standpoint, talking about uh, the Jim Crow era to Martin Luther King and the Voting Rights Act and the crime bill of the 90s to how we ended up with the situation we're in today. And uh, I found it really eye-opening. It does a really good job of laying the groundwork of where the Black Lives Matter movement is coming from and how we ended up with the situation we're in today and hopefully what we can do to fix it. Uh, it was a really good documentary on Netflix. I think, like I said, I want to read some more literature, but if it, you have two hours to spare, given all that's going on in the country today, I think it'd be worth your time to go check out. Um, so with that... Ted, why don't you take it away with our closing statements? Sure. Um, so we'd like to thank you all for uh, joining us today. We're going to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I'm going to thank uh, Springdale and Jack's Abbey Brewing for their Clerical Error Double IPA. I'd like to thank New Glarus Brewing Company for the Spotted Cow, as well as Andy for hooking me up with it. Your coworker, your co-worker. friendly coworker, not a <laughs> sure. friend. Yeah. Just a friendly not coworker. A friend. Not a friend. Just, no, you know what? Just coworker. <laughs> you know what? Just person that happens to be yeah. the same place. So Chris was walking down the street and some guy handed him a beer and he was like, sweet, I'm going to bring this to the podcast. Um, and I want to thank the shoots for their fresh squeezed old fashioned. Uh, please make sure you're going on social media and following us everywhere. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, untapped. Um, also, make sure you're heading over to Discord and uh, following us there and, conti- and you know contributing to the conversations that are happening over there. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. I would like to hear from everybody about how awesome my voice is, um, just not dissenters. I want only people who are going to agree with me that my voice is awesome. Um, make sure you're heading over to Patreon if you'd like ex- an extra like 30 minutes or 20 minutes a week of an episode. Uh, we've been putting those out pretty regularly now. And then you'll get some more of the uh, some more of the jokes that we're talking about during this episode because we talk about them on the pre-episode. Uh, you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month or for as much as you'd like. There are different levels. Um, certain levels over there will 
make I'm some pretty hosts. sure there's a level where the Chris will drink a chilada. I think there is a level. Lot. There is a level where Chris will drink a chilada. We haven't gotten there yet. Nope. Nope. No one's uh, forked over the twenty five dollars a month just to. And I'll drink a chilada with you on the Skype call. We might even record it and make it into now, a Now, a what Patreon if what if they don't want to drink the chilada, but they only want you to drink the chilada? No, no, no. That's 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 the thing. Yeah, no. They don't drink the chilada. Okay. I drink the chilada. Well, so hopefully, hopefully somebody gets <laughs> you know a, an itchy trigger figure and knows that they have an extra $25 in their bank account, and they want to give it to us to watch Crispy suffering. And does that mean you have to drink one each month they stay at the $25 level? No, it's a one time, one time deal. I feel like feel like you have to do it as long as they stay twenty five dollars. I'll, you know what? I'll drink it month two, and then Chris will drink coconut sunscreen month three. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, make sure you're going over to iTunes and leaving us a five star rating and subscribing on wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're doing that. That way, we get those numbers up, people. Um. Other than that, thank you very much for listening. And with that. My name is Todd. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Chris, you might, I mean, if we ever get a rich benefactor, you're going to have to drink 12 chiladas in a row. There might be a point in time where, like, they stop being nasty to you after you drink something. I really don't think so. I think they're going to be nasty for the rest of my life. No, it's a one time thing. I'm sorry. If I live in the power down, I will pay you $5,000 a month. I think that by month four you would like it. I don't I really don't think so.